A judge removes a six-year-old from her mother because she did not wear a mask while dropping off her kid at school. The left and the mainstream media is trying to discredit everything great that DeSantis has done, and Biden believes that Putin is a killer and vows Russia will pay the price for trying to help Trump win the election, despite no evidence of proof of that. We're going to get into all this and more, but before we get into this, please drop this video a like, share, subscribe, comment below, click all the buttons you can click. It's the only way that this show can help grow and thrive. Also, there might be random ads playing throughout this content, so please bear with me. Now, let's get into this. So a New York City judge removed a six-year-old from mother because she did not wear a mask while dropping her off at school. I want you guys to comment below if your kid got taken from you because you did not wear a mask, what would you do? Also, before we get too much into the story, please drop this video a like and subscribe. New video every single day. Um, so let's get into this. A New York City judge has removed the six-year-old girl from her mother because she did not wear a mask while dropping her off outside of school. Uh, in a normal day, Dr. Michelle Epstein, a family physician, when she went to drop her daughter off at the Birch Wathen uh, Lennox School in the Upper East Side last week, her entire life was changed was turned was turned upside down in an instant. A tearful mother explained in a phone call that her daughter was already inside the building and wearing a mask when the school nurse and, and school security attempted to force Dr. Epstein to wear a mask on the public street in front of the building where drop-offs take place. Dr. Epstein refused. No, I'm not, I'm, no, no one got physical or anything. She just refused to wear a mask. They were outside on the public sidewalk. Dr. Epstein's boyfriend, Jeff Gutenplan, <laughs> explained, adding that the daughter was wearing a mask because they are required to go inside. The mother explained that the school nurse had came out and was aggressively demanding that she put on a mask, but she was already leaving and did not accept it. The next thing I know, my daughter is taken away from me, she cried. Dr. Epstein is separated from her daughter's father and uh, separated from her daughter's father and they shared custody agreement between the child split times between the home equally. The divorce, however, has been bitter. Following the confrontation of the school, Dr. Epstein left, but would soon find a letter from the ex, uh, expensive college prep school sent to her, her enraged husband, and the attorneys of both parties. The school was demanding that Dr. Epstein was no longer permitted to drop off or pick up her school, child from school. If that wasn't already bad enough, the father used the notice about the mass situation to request an emergency hearing for full custody, which Justice Mothers Cooper granted after berating the already emotional, devastated mother. She's the love of my life, Dr. Epstein told the Gateway Pundit. While trying and failing to hold back her tears, it's horrible. Please help us. Additionally, the court decided that the mother is not permitted to remove her daughter from the expensive school and told her that she did, does not have a choice in the matter. She is currently working three jobs to not only pay for her daughter's expenses, but for the six lawyers she hired to fight what she is referring to as the kidnapping of her child. On Tuesday, Dr. Epstein was not permitted to see or even speak to her daughter, even though it was her sixth birthday. Like, that's just sick in the head. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you, you should, geez, for the, for the kid's birthday. I mean, that emotional trauma, not only for the parent, obviously, but for the kid, putting the kid through that trauma. You, you, you're doing this because you, you're caring about the well-being of the kid. Sure, let's just throw the kid through trauma. Let's just force her not to be with her mom because her mom didn't wear a mask. Let's make the mom not uh, go to the kid's birthday because, you know, 
or say happy birthday because, you know, the mom didn't wear a mask. Like, talk about emotional trauma. Like, they don't care about the well-being of the kid. It seems like the father in this situation is trying to take advantage of this situation to get full custody of the kid. Um, and the judges are, are just pretty much going along with it because they're all probably liberal freaks. So for the two supervised visits with her daughter per week, she would need to wear a mask inside her own home. Imagine that. Forced to wear a mask inside your own home with your own kid. Dr. Epstein said that those who wish to help her can email her at mcooper at nycourts.gov. The only thing that I want for my for is for people to stand up already and stop with this nonsense, Dr. Epstein said, still attempting to mask that she has been crying but unable to contain a complete heartbreak she is feeling. So I want you guys to comment below what you would do in this situation. Um, it seems like there's a bunch of factors at play. It's not doesn't seem like it is 100% the government. seems like there's a bunch of factors. You got the factor of it was a divorce. You got the, the, the father trying to exploit this. You got the school trying to uh, throw in a little power play in there because that's just what leftist schools do and, and radical leftists do. You don't listen to my rules. I'll make your life a live in hell. Um, you know, they're basically Gestapo. Seems like a lot of factors at play, and it's just creating a perfect storm for this woman. Um, also, we, do, we need to be honest. We don't know if there are any other facts of the situation. Maybe in the court case she did something crazy. Who knows? Maybe the father's like, she's a danger. Not only did she do this, she did that, that, and the other thing. Who knows? Who knows? You know what I mean? I like to leave that door open because like, I'm not looking at the, the custody lawsuit or the custody report. There might be something else in there. And this could be just one thing that the father might have tacked on as a way to, you know, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, we, we, don't, we don't know all the information in the story, but this is all the information that we have right now. Look at this idiotic headline from CNN. A year into the pandemic, Florida is booming and Republican Governor DeSantis is taking credit. Can you imagine that? A Republican governor taking credit for a booming economy during one of the greatest economic disasters we've dealt with. And, and a Republican governor is taking credit for their state doing good. Oh my gosh. Remember when Cuomo got a, a, a freaking Emmy? For, for leading COVID into his place, but meanwhile, he was lying about everything. Yeah. Okay. So why would DeSantis be taking credit for his booming states? Maybe because the way he ran his state. Hmm. So the left is going to do absolutely anything to make sure they, because they, DeSantis is without a doubt, probably the best governor in America right now. So the left needs to do anything to discredit him at all sense of the way, the whole way through, because one day he's going to run for president, and one day he's going to be in, the, in, a, in a clear front running for that presidency. Mark my words, one day it's just going to come. The left, the mainstream media, they know that, so they need to try to discredit all of his accomplishments now as fast as they can. So this is the tweet they made. A year into the pandemic, whatever. Um, I th I'm pretty sure this tweet got pretty much ratioed, but there's a lot of stupid comments. I can't see them right now. Uh, maybe it's because he should be taking credit. That's a good comment. Best governor in America by far. It's weird. Sometimes the, the algorithm of the replies don't really show. Um, some people are saying, but all those dead folks, businesses are alive and well. Listen, when, when you're going to compare Florida economically and you want to compare it to its COVID fight, uh, Florida has one of the oldest populations. Florida has uh, one of the probably one of the biggest influx of new residents coming in there now. And guess what? They're, they're, they're not even close to the top of the list when it comes to COVID deaths. And, and they pretty much ended lockdowns extremely early on versus other states that were strict on lockdowns. So if they 
after let's read the article and let's break down the article because we're going to break down this fake news. After a year of criticism by health officials, mockery and comedians and blistering critiques from political rivals, Florida Governor DeSantis is standing un- unbashedly tall among the nation's governors on the front lines of the COVID fight. Everyone told me I was wrong, DeSantis, a Republican, said in a fundraising appeal on Tuesday, drawing attention to his defense against the pandemic. I face continued pressure from radical Democrats and liberal media, but I refuse to back down. It's clear Florida got it right. As many parts of the country embarked on the uneasy march towards normalcy, Florida is not only back in business, it's in business bigger and better than ever in the past year. DeSantis' gamble on the laissez-faire approach appears to be paying off, at least politically, at least for now. As the governor captured attention on the opening phase of the pandemic, now face steeper challenges. So, hey, you know, let's 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 ignore the fact that their economy's booming. Let's ignore the fact they handled COVID better than most other states. Let's ignore the fact that people are rushing into Florida for for freedom. Um, well, I guess they're going to have some problems in the future as COVID's on its way out and as the economy is coming back as a whole. I guess what kind of problems are they going to have? Let's see. Let's see if they even bring up anything. Despite far fewer results and res- rules and restrictions. Florida lands nearly in the middle of all states on a variety of COVID metrics. The state has about 3% more COVID cases per capita than the U.S. overall and about 8% fewer deaths per capita, which is big because more death, more, more COVID cases is irrelevant at the end of the day. It's all about the deaths. And that's probably because he didn't force COVID patients to go into nursing homes. And he gave people the freedom and the responsibility to protect the most vulnerable. More than 32,000 Floridians have died from COVID-19, and the state's per capita death rate ranks 24th in the nation. These lockdowns have not worked. They've done great damage to our country, DeSantis said. You know what? And I bet you there's probably less suicides that are going— I'm I'm just going to—I don't know. I don't know if this is a fact or not, but— Um, I'm I'm sure the overall health, the overall mental health and the overall physical health of Floridians is probably way better than anybody else from any of the other Democrat states. Me personally, my physical health was on it was greatly deteriorating living in L.A. and New York. And I'm sure a lot of people's mental health is greatly deteriorating. Not in Florida. Go out and have fun and party. Um, DeSantis said Tuesday in a conference in Tallahassee, we've never let something like this happen again. We'll never let something like this happen again. Florida took a different path. We've had a more successful result. DeSantis, who is 42, the nation's youngest governor, is standing out amongst his peers and seizing upon what he and his supporters believe is a vindication for their policies. Lockdowns and school openings are suddenly a new measure of voters, uh, to hold governors and other elected officials accountable. A sign of the politics, okay, whatever. We still have millions of kids across the country who are denied access to in-person education, DeSantis said in the news conference. We have been, we, we still have businesses closed in many parts of the country. We have millions and millions of lives destroyed. It would not be booming if it was shut down. A spring on the horizon, hmm. I wonder if they're trying to say, well, you're only booming because you stayed open. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> With spring on the horizon, DeSantis suddenly appeared to be in a position of great strength compared to many other fellow governors, including many of whom took far restrictive approaches to fight against COVID and uh, cause a trickle-down effect in the economy. He's not facing a potential recall like Newsom and, or under investigation like Cuomo or being second-guessed for lifting the statewide mandate like Texas Governor Greg Abbott. DeSantis refused to implement a mask mandate in the first place, making him an outlier a year ago. At that time, he was dealing close to President Donald Trump's playbook, which years at the time was good for business. The unemployment 
in Florida is 4.8%. According to the latest figures, U.S. boroughs compared 68 in Texas, 88 in New York, and 9% in California. If you look at what is happening in South Florida right now, it means the place is booming. It would not be booming if it was shut down. DeSantis said last month that it crushed it it has crushed it has a crush of tourists began arriving. Los Angeles isn't booming. New York City isn't booming. It's booming here because you can live like a human being. Florida, okay, they're just going on the COVID cases. Despite four more um, stringent restrictions, California only ranks one spot better than Florida in both measures. Its death rate is about 5% lower than Florida's, which means uh, 1.5 thousand people live, have, have been saved in Florida and the states wide. Okay, no, no, you can't make that comparison. So which means that 1.5 thousand lives could have been saved if Florida, in Florida if the state death rate matched that of California. So they're trying to say right now, which which is not not true at all, because there's different uh, standards and criteria. If anything, Florida probably had a more vulnerable population than California, because just an older population. Uh, and what was it? Uh, California had a 5% lower death rate. Now I want to see really quickly um, what, what's what's the name of the freaking COVID world meters? Because they want to compare that there was a fewer, a, a lower death rate. Now I wonder. I just want to know because this is, why, this is why I like to look into the numbers. Are they basing that death rate off of people who got a case, or are they basing that death rate off of the population? Because that's going to make a big difference. So total cases. Let's see. That's per one million population. Uh, we've got to also notice California does have a much larger population. So Florida, that's per 1 million, 1.5. California, 1.4. I'm sure California will probably increasingly start to gain on that, especially things are not said and done yet. But let's see if we can see on new cases. It looks like it didn't update. Let's see yesterday. Yesterday, new cases. California seems to be beaten on new cases. Oh, no, is that? Uh, let's see. New cases, active cases. I don't know. It's not It's not giving me new cases based on population, so that may not be fair. But it looks like Florida has a lot of new cases. But, I mean, Florida has a lot more new cases, but California has a lot more new deaths. So Florida yesterday had 96 deaths. California yesterday had 150 deaths. So there's a big difference there. That, that gap is shrinking, and it's probably going to continue to shrink. So... That's um, that's not really a statistic that's of any credibility as of right now. And especially, you can't just throw numbers out there without comparing all the other data and statistics. Still comparing other states is still, uh, is still complicated and often counterproductive, said Jason Samla, an associate professor of epidemiology. See, I should just be an epidemiologist. Yeah, I literally just said what that guy was saying. For example, he said that the humidity of Florida and the density of New York City offer entirely different scenarios for fighting coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% true as well. What I, but <laughs> I love how they still don't mention that Florida has an older, has a pretty old population as well and tons of immigration coming in there from New York City, if anything. I bet you half of Florida's COVID patients are probably coming in from New York City. Anyways, so there's, there's, var there's variables and factors that go back and forth. What I love to ask about Florida is, if we have done things differently in Florida, 
what would it have looked like? Sound Tom CNN. If you look at these metrics and where Florida is relative to a lot of other states, we're looking in the middle of the pack. So no, it has not been a disaster. It hasn't been a disaster in that we're leading in mortality per capita or in cases per capita. Okay, I'm going to start stop reading this article now just because it, you know, these leftists they make these long articles and they can never really get to the point. Um, it's just a bunch of BS in it, just over and over again. But it seems like the overall gist of what they're trying to do is trying to discredit everything good that DeSantis has been doing in Florida, um, which they wouldn't be making. I haven't seen them make articles like this based on Newsom or Cuomo or any other ones um, that, that actually led a disaster. So, And obviously, they're not going to include in the people who are not going to be dying due to economic destruction, due to lockdowns. I mean, I'm sure there are tons of new drug addictions being formed every single day due to the lockdowns. I'm sure there's new people getting into depressions every single day because of lockdowns. I'm sure every single day people committing suicides because of the lockdown. But those are statistics that aren't going to be included in any of these conversations or these talks. And they should because that is very important. It, it's It's almost like that they pretty much told the youth, go F yourselves, you're screwed. Um, you're going to stay inside on lockdown. I don't care if you commit suicide because we got to save some old people in nursing homes, but uh, we're also going to ship uh, sick people into those nursing homes at the same time, you know, to keep them safe. It's all ass backwards. None of it makes any sense. So Biden believes Putin is a killer, vows Russia leader will pay a price for trying to help Trump win the election. Now, I'm still waiting to find any proof that Putin helped Trump win an election, despite all the reporting and FBI investigations literally coming up with absolutely no evidence whatsoever. But it's also being reported, and I don't know if this is true or not, that Russia-Washington envoys have been called back to analyze future ties with Washington. Now, as of the time of recording, I cannot find anything to confirm that, but there's one report coming from Breaking911 on Twitter that was saying that. So I'm going to comment below. You think Biden is trying to start World War III? Also, drop this video a like, subscribe, um, and share this video. Uh, helps out with the algorithm. Only way that we can help keep this show growing. So, President Joe Biden says he believes Russia leader Vladimir Putin is a killer with no soul. Biden vows that Putin soon will pay the price for interfering in the 2020 U.S. presidential election and trying to boost the re-election chances of then-President Donald Trump. Hmm. Why don't we talk about the Washington Post interfering with the election by, com by spitting out some complete and utter fake news about Trump trying to steal the election? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting how that works. Trump for years refused to criticize Putin for meddling in the 2016 election campaign against Hillary Clinton. Maybe that's because there has been absolutely zero evidence to back up that claim. And the only thing that the left can come up with is, oh, well, uh, there was this group on Facebook that had a bunch of old people in it in America that uh, was being paid for by the Russians. And it was like a small group with a few old people in it. And that was, I think, all the evidence they have with uh, me Russia meddling in the election. Literally, Donald Trump Jr. dumped his entire email. So it was like, here, check out all my emails. FBI went through every single form of communication that Donald Trump and his associates had. Uh, you think this country is so—this uh, is what Trump said. You think this country is so incident, and then uh, Bill O'Reilly called Putin a killer. Uh, okay, that was, that was old. President Joe Biden says he believes uh, Russia leader Vladimir Putin is a killer with no soul and vows Putin will soon pay the price for interfering in the 2020 U.S. election and trying to boost the re-election chances of then-President Donald Trump. Uh, this is coming right after Joe Biden just ordered a bombing strike in Syria, killing people. <laughs> 
Um, and want to talk about no soul. You got a bunch of kids in cages at the border. So, hmm. Biden said he warned Putin last month in his first call to the Russian president. See, you know what? And Trump was saying, this is what Trump said. Um, because obviously they're going to include what Trump said in the article from freaking four years ago. In 2017, when Fox News host Bill O'Reilly called Putin a killer, Trump's suggestion that America's conduct was just as bad as the Russian president. There are a lot of killers out there. We've got a lot of killers, Trump said. Uh, you'd think our country is so incident, innocent, Trump asked. That's the thing. This is the thing that pissed off the establishment, is that Trump was honest. I mean, we got to be honest. We, we, Trump knows. We, we, we know this. Everyone knows this. Our government is, isn't... isn't the best thing in the world. Our leaders that we have aren't the best thing in the world. We, we have a lot of shady, bad stuff going on. We know this. This has been going on since really the dawn of this country. CIA puts together operations. FBI puts together operations. We're bombing other countries. We've been doing that. Like To say that America is so innocent, I mean, that's wrong. I mean, obviously, we're always trying to work to make America better. That, that's the thing. That, you know, the, our founding principles of this country of freedom is what makes America so great. The fact that we can do, I can make this podcast and try to help make America a better pra- place and fix those issues. That's what makes America great. But there are some bad actors. There are some bad people in our government that are doing some bad things. And that, that's without a doubt, 100%. I mean, to... to to deny that reality and to deny that fact, you're just lying to yourself. Trump is not going to lie about that. Biden, the Democrats, an established order, that military-industrial complex, they're going to lie about that because they, they want to keep this image of America to Americans, even though at the same time they're promoting America as an evil racist place. Um, but, you know, the left, they have no consistency with their logic. They're just all over the place. Um, and also... Trump was good enough to have good relations with, I guess, our adversaries. Our, you know, Russia and China are probably one of the biggest threats to America. I don't think Russia is so much anymore. That's why they're trying to focus so much on Russia now to take the blame and, and, and the attention off of China because they're the real problem. But they're trying to make us focus on Russia, 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 when the real problem is China, China, China. So... That is what they got going on right now. Um, he will pay the price, Biden said to Putin. Ask what price would it be? Biden replied, well, you'll see shortly. Maybe he's going to put sanctions on them or something. When Biden asked if he believes Putin is a killer, the president said, I do. Biden also confirmed prior reports that he pers- personally told Putin in 2011 while serving as a U.S. vice president that Putin does not have a soul. I wasn't being a wise guy. I was alone with him in the office, Biden said. That's how it came out. I was with President George W. Bush and said, I've looked into his eyes and saw his soul. (laughs) My gosh. I said, I looked in your eyes. I don't think you have a soul. And he looked back and said, we understand each other, Biden recalled. Let's be real. Biden probably just had a dream. Like, that dude, that dude's... His mental state is not all there. I wouldn't be surprised. This probably didn't even happen. Biden's strong words about Russian counterparts. Listen, this is why North Korea won't return Biden's calls, okay? Trump was the art of the deal. You're supposed to befriend your enemies. You're supposed to diplomacy. You're supposed to, you can't just say, oh, Putin bad. We must just shit on Putin. Oh, China bad. We must shit on China. Trump was out there working with these people because guess what? 
these people, everyone's doing their bad things. Let's work with them. Let's work together. Let's, let's cut out doing these bad, shady things behind each other's back. Let's cut out doing all this BS. Let's cut out all this games and these nonsense. Let's sit down and talk, work out a deal, make things right, work together, make the, the world as a whole better because we're not fighting. That's what's what Trump was doing. That's why what Trump was doing was leading to more world, pe- world peace than any other president ever before. I mean, we, we had tons of countries in the Middle East sign peace deals, okay, which is probably going to all start to be undone and unraveled now that, that the establishment's back in power, which just shows you how much can be done in such a short amount of time. So let's just hope we get Trump back in there. All of these people are going to come back and want to work with America again because they don't want to work with the establishment. This, the establishment and China are both one and the same. Russia sees, I, I'm assuming Russia sees China as, as a threat. A lot of countries see China as a threat. And now U.S. is owned by China. Congrats. Great job. Um, so we, we, will, we will weather this storm. All throughout, hum, all throughout American history, we've dealt with worse. We've dealt with a lot of BS. But as long as our founding principles stay intact, this country is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. That's why we must defend our founding principles. Um, Thank you guys for watching. Please like this video, subscribe, share this video, comment, click all the buttons, uh, rate five stars on the podcast app, whatever you got to do. Listen to the full episode of the podcast, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Go click subscribe. Download the app, America Now News, in the App Store and on Android right now for the news all day, every day. Um, Donate to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Joey Salas. If you donate, I'll give you a call to say thank you. This show is completely funded and supported by you guys. Uh, text me, 917-540-8768. That's kind of like my mailer list. So, you know, um, this way, if I disappear off the internet, you can still get in contact with me there, and I can still get in contact with you. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Peace out.